Hi friends, I'm Jen, your host of Let's Be Real. This is a podcast where I will discuss real life issues and subjects affecting the mind, body and soul. I will navigate with you through a range of interesting topics, embracing the journey and the lessons I have learned and yet to learn. I am so lucky to share with you that I am so clear about my sole purpose, and that is to serve others by empowering, supporting, and exploring personal growth. So uncover your authentic self with me. Let's be real about everything and anything. and welcome to my second episode. Today I'm going to be discussing something that's quite close uh, to my heart which is anxiety. So I never really thought that I suffered with anxiety but the older I get the more I realize that humans in general suffer with anxiety although to varying degrees. It seemed to me that any sort of irrational thoughts or feelings that I had weren't connected to anxiety it was just me being crazy so I can honestly say that I've had these crazy unhelpful feelings um, multiple times in my life but just never been able to accept it for what it was because I didn't know what it was It wasn't until I ended up in a really difficult relationship that really challenged everything in me. I guess that was kind of one of the pieces where I started to learn a bit more about how I function and how I react to people around me and uh, the emotions and feelings that I I, I get. I think there was a bit of an awakening that happened uh, for me to be more aware and to really turn inward and and figure out what was actually going on inside. So for about four or so years, I have been coping with a new feeling, which has been quite a deep sense of anxiety. I wasn't even sure what it was to begin with, but I started to do some research and reading, and I would like to share that with you. What I have realized is that once you recognize that you suffer with anxiety, it really does become a battle to keep it under control. I think it's purely because you start to recognize how it makes you feel and how it actually makes you live your life. You can do so many crazy things due to anxiety and I guess where I'm going with this is that you learn to be okay with it and once you're okay is when you start to get better. Generally anxiety can really make a person incredibly exhausted both emotionally and physically so it has a tremendous impact on the way in which you live your life. It also can impact the way in which other people see you which sometimes makes it even worse. I'd also like to acknowledge that there are different levels and different types of anxiety and I suppose what I'm going to deal with mainly today in this podcast is around panic attacks. So you can have generalized anxiety where you just feel really uncomfortable, you get a general anxious feeling but what I want to talk at today is that real deep and dark place that you can go to when you are feeling anxious. There really is no cure for anxiety. It can only be managed and I would like to share some tips with you that have helped me to give you the chance to work through what it is that you're going through because 
something that I've noticed about the tips and tricks that I've heard along my journey is that not all of them work for everyone and it's all about practice. You don't just try something and suddenly, yep, that's it, it worked, I am now going to be on my way and I won't be anxious anymore, I won't suffer the the anxiety attacks. It doesn't happen that way. It is always constant work. It's something that you have to consciously work on when you get into that space because the more you practice, the easier it becomes. It changes those neural pathways in your brain so that when you do feel anxious and you feel an anxiety attack coming on, you immediately recognize, aha, I'm slipping into the space and this is how it's going to work. So I like to refer to this process as the mastery of managing anxiety. Mastery is a process, so there is no end game. It's more about the process of being able to identify, acknowledge and manage an individual situation where the anxiety comes up. This is because although our anxious emotions can feel the same, the situation itself is more often than not different. I can feel anxious about a doctor's appointment or going to a social event. The feeling of slipping into anxiousness is generally the same for me. I get this knotted feeling in my abdomen. There's a wave of intense primal fear that washes over me and makes me swallow hard and often. Usually by this point, the thoughts start flooding in my head. They swirl around and I don't know which one to grab on and obsess over first. Sometimes I start to shiver or my limbs become restless. And at this point, I feel like tears are coming on and I know the shit's about to get pretty chaotic. I feel that I need to explain this to set up what I'm going to achieve today. So this is basically phase one for me. This is when I can identify that something has triggered me. I start to feel certain things in my body and the emotions start to really bubble up. So here's my first tip or tool. When you get into a situation that triggers you and you feel that first fleeting feeling that I'm going to get uncomfortable here, be aware of what it is. Be aware that this is now something that has happened, somebody has said something, you've been invited to an event, you're about to leave the house. Just be with it, allow it to sit. Those feelings will come rushing through, you'll have all these strange thoughts. Just be present, just let them happen. It is so easy for us to grab onto one of those thoughts and obsess. And this is generally when we start to get dragged down into that chaotic space of a panic attack. So this is where phase two comes in. And I call this phase two because this is when shit hits the fan. It gets to a whole new level. This is the time when you reach the deep end of the panic attack. I generally start to cry or tear up and I start to feel like I have no control over what's going on and I'm beginning to think that's it, it's going to crash. At this stage as well, I am now usually saying to myself in my head, stop, come on, stop, you can do it, just stop. I generally want to take the nearest exit out of wherever I am. So if I am at work or in a public place, I would find somewhere that has an exit so I can get out because I feel like everybody's eyes are on me and I just feel so vulnerable in that moment. 
Now I've spoken to so many people who suffer with anxiety and it seems we all kind of follow the same process which is the trigger, fear, chaos. But the way in which we experience our anxiety is definitely unique. It comes down to your upbringing, what you experienced in your childhood, any sort of trauma that you've experienced throughout your life, and also things you've been conditioned to think about when it comes to anxiety and how you're supposed to react. Now here I'm going to give some tips that I learned that have really worked for me when I get to this point, because although I've said that I have been working really hard, anxiety is still a thing for me. I can still experience anxiety attacks, full-blown. Just because I have all these tools does not mean that I have absolutely cured myself of ever suffering with anxiety. And I think that's something that everyone needs to understand as well. It's not going to go away. It's really just you managing it and being sure that you are comfortable in the situation that has come up to allow yourself to heal or manage the process. So. For me, what I tend to try and do is concentrate on my breathing because once I start descending into that chaotic space, my mind just goes wild. I start worrying about what people are thinking around me. I generally start to feel that sense of um, worthlessness, that I am not valuable, that, you know, why would I be doing this? It's so stupid that I suffer with this. Stop with the self-blame. This is a time to be compassionate. So changing those words, instead of saying, for Christ's sake, Jen, pull your shit together, I start to say, okay, it's all right. This is where you are. We're going to get through it. Let's do tip number one. So for me, tip number one is focus on my breathing. So I start to get my breath back. I try and do some really simple breathing techniques. Now, there's lots of different breath work therapies that you can do. You can look them up online. There's nothing specific that I actually use. I just try and focus on getting a comfortable rhythm going with myself. Something else that I start to do is ground myself. Really simple things like looking around and saying, Ah, there's curtains. Um, There's a bookshelf. There are books on the bookshelf. The light is on in the room. Really basic stuff like that. What you're doing is you're taking that attention away from the situation. You're no longer forcing your body and your mind to be stuck in this whirlpool. And this is a great way to free your mind from the obsessing that comes with an anxiety attack. I will generally continue to do this until... I feel like the blood is rushing back into all the parts of my body and when I feel like those thoughts are not grabbing hold of my consciousness because fair enough they're going to keep coming in while you're busy telling yourself that there is a lamp in the corner of the room you're going to have the anxious thought trying to come in and take that attention away. And this is where the hard work is. It's you trying to allow those thoughts to just drift by. We're not pushing them away. We're just letting them go. The next phase is generally the recovery phase. So either I've gone into full blown meltdown and I've just completely lost it. Or I've managed to gain control of the attack and just level myself. Regardless of whichever one it is, 
I am exhausted. I am tired. I feel like I've just run an absolute marathon physically and I've written a four hour exam that had three essays and 400 multiple choice questions. So both physically and mentally, I am just knackered. Being compassionate and showing yourself self-love at this point is what is really important. It's also a good time for you to evaluate your support networks because it is always good to have a great strong support network particularly if you suffer with anything like anxiety. So for me when having these episodes I like to reach out to friends. Now this isn't something that I've always done. I used to get through this on my own. I felt embarrassed. I didn't want anyone else to know that I was going through these really stupid feelings and emotions. They're not stupid and you are not the only one. You reach out to friends and family and you'll find out that they too have a really hard time. So reaching out during a time like this is quite important just to discuss what's happened, just to find out what's going on somewhere else distract your mind a bit so that you can stop focusing and dwelling on something that sent you into such a horrible place. Reaching out for me really made me feel like I had no strength, that I wasn't worth anything and totally incapable of being a human. Now that was a big lesson in its own right for me to learn and I will be discussing this in a separate podcast. But what you need to understand is support is so important and it can come in different ways. Friends, family, therapists. I see there's these new online apps now where you can text therapists and they can text you back. There are so many avenues where you can get support. What I feel you have to know is that you are not alone. And handling this can be really difficult sometimes. And then other times you'll feel really good about yourself. You'll be like, damn, I totally missed the chaotic part of that panic attack. And I would say, live in that, celebrate it. That's really good because not every time are you going to be able to do that. And that's okay. There is also every possibility that the tools that I have given here might not work for you. But if they do, that's really good. It takes time and practice to master this. Just like I said, it's mastery of your anxiety. You're not going to cure it. So I feel like I've covered panic attacks, which is really the most debilitating process for me to experience. Something else I want to talk about is anxiety attacks. And yes, there is a difference between panic attacks and anxiety attacks. Panic attacks come on really quickly. It is generally something that just hits you and it runs its course, just slaps you in the face. An anxiety attack is something that can come on quite slowly actually and progressively. This is that type of feeling when you wake up in the morning, you've just come out of a really deep sleep and you open your eyes and you can just feel that anxious feeling that comes over you and it can stem from something that happened yesterday or you have an assignment due or you have a really important meeting on at work, you're in the middle of negotiations and you've got things that just start flooding through your head. 
this is an anxiety attack and the difference between the two needs to be noted because the way in which we deal with them can be very different. An anxiety attack, because it's so progressive, generally doesn't have to turn into a panic attack. It's something that you can release by doing a few things. There are a few things you can do immediately to help you get on top of this anxious feeling. One of them, which is really simple, is taking a walk. Just get up and go for a walk. If you're at work, sitting at your desk and you suddenly start to feel this way, get up and take a walk around the block. Get out. Breathe fresh air. And I know it's really difficult if you're in a big city and, I don't know, maybe it's smoggy, but just get out. Get out and hear the sounds and see different things. Something else that really helps me which I will do a whole episode on, is journaling. So writing things down. It's amazing how writing something down can really unlock things that are going on in your unconscious and bring them to the foreground for you to deal with. So writing down what you're feeling and where you think it might be coming from or just letting the pen flow across the paper can really help you. Again, reaching out to a friend, just sending a quick text. I have a few friends that we have a really good connection that when I send a message, particularly in the morning, and I'm like, hey, how are you doing? Hope you have a good day. They know Jen's got some stuff going on and she's going to need a little bit of extra support. And what's great is they do the same thing to me. So when they text me in the morning saying the same thing, I know that that day is the day I'm going to be sending them memes or cute messages or just keeping in contact and allowing them to maybe word vomit. What you do need to understand though is sometimes your support system or someone, that's why you have to have a couple of friends, might be in the same space as you, which would mean that they're probably not in that mental space to be able to support you that day. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that they're not your friend anymore or that you can't reach out again. And you need to do this for yourself as well. If a friend reaches out to you, go back to them and say, hey, look, today's just not the day for me. I'm having a really rough time as well. Either you guys will connect and be able to to talk it out and move forward, but it always depends on your friendship. But it's okay to tell someone that you are just not in that mental space to be able to deal with what they have got going on. I tend to go through periods where I am quite easily able to control any sort of anxious thoughts or overthinking that would normally stimulate an anxious episode. However, there are times when I just can't seem to get a grip and I cannot control those unrealistic thoughts that send me down into the spiral of anxiousness. It's taken me a while to work through this, but I do think this is a really good tip for those of you who really understand where you're at with anxiety. When you start to feel yourself being easily triggered by all sorts of things, take a life scan, look at what is going on now in your life, and you will find there may be things that are outside of your general daily control that you just haven't focused on that need addressing. Really take the chance to assess everything around you. What are you eating? When are you eating? Are you eating good things? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you getting too much sleep? 
there's so many things. Exercise is also really, really important. I am a mum of three and I found that I was focusing so much on ensuring my kids were happy and healthy and doing things that made them happy that I wasn't doing anything for me. I was doing laundry, I was cooking dinners, I was cleaning up. But if somebody asked me, Jen, what do you do for fun? I had no answer. And I attribute that to a lot of the reasons for feeling down and battling with anxiety. So I got into some fun things. I started riding my bike. I do pole fitness and those things are things I focus on. And when I'm having a really crappy day, I will go into my schedule and I'll book myself a class because that hour class just makes me feel so good afterwards. It really gets the endorphins and the chemicals in my body going that make me realize that what I was dwelling on is actually not even worth it. If you find that you have listened to today's podcast and you've had similar feelings to what I've explained and you didn't realize that it was anxiety or you've known all along, something that I do want you to think about doing is seeking professional assistance to just discuss what it is that you're going through. You do not need to handle this on your own. There are supplements and vitamins, like I said, eating good meals. If you are supporting your body, you'll be able to support your mind. Get active, get active, read books, do things, get out, shift. Move yourself from the position that you're in. And I'm not saying leave your husband or wife or get out of your relationship or quit your job. I'm just saying evaluate where you are in your space. If like me, you realize, ha, you know, I'm being a mum all the time. Where is the gen time? That's where you need to move. So don't feel unsupported. Don't try and do everything on your own. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. I have covered a few things. I have shared some tips that have helped me. And I'd really like to have your feedback on anything that you felt has really touched you or perhaps something that I didn't cover that you'd like me to further extend on. Wherever you are in the world today, I hope you are having a fantastic day, afternoon, evening. And I'm hoping to have you back for our next episode. Thanks for listening. I would absolutely love for you to keep coming back and listening to my podcast. My sole purpose is to help people. And if this is one small way that I can help someone, then I'm doing my duty as a human on this earth. Share this with your friends and on your social media. If you have any good ideas or anything you think I should explore, feel free to email me on jenletsbereal at gmail.com or follow me on Insta at jenletsbereal and DM me there. Thanks for listening and please remember, you're here for a reason. Your life has purpose. Let's be real and make this your best life.